Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another version of Bill Roden on Sports here on a beautiful day in Midtown Manhattan. Uh, sitting across from my guest, the great Jamal Murphy. Murph, what's happening? What's up, Bill? Definitely a beautiful day in, in New York and a lot of stuff going on. NFL news yeah. in, the, in the summer or before the summer. That's right, man. The NFL knows how to crank it up, man, all the time. Right. Leave it to them to steal headlines from everybody. Um, listen, we have, we've got a, a, a special guest, uh, yet another special guest uh, on the line, yet another in the line of great young writers that we've sort of been blessed to have on the show. Uh, our guest is Karen Phillips um, of the New York Daily News. Uh, Karen is a sports, race, and social issues columnist uh, for the Daily News. Uh, Karen, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having me, man. I'm uh, happy to be doing this with you guys today. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, Karn is joining us from uh, Atlanta. He said he couldn't, although it's the New York Daily News, he said he doesn't want any parts of New York, <laughs> which I don't understand, man. It's the greatest city on earth, man. I don't see, I'm always baffled by why people don't love this place. Because it's, tw- it's 12 dollars an hour just to breathe in New York. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, but then, well, how much is it down in Atlanta? About six. It's free for That's now. Right. <laughs> hey, brother, nothing's free. But they, but they try. They they're trying to gentrify it, but you know, <laughs> trying to hold it off as long as we can. Oh man, keep trying. Try yeah, hard. keep trying. Try hard, man. Try hard. Kneel, <laughs> kneel, <laughs> kneel and protest. <laughs> speaking of speaking of kneeling, hey, 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 Carl, you um, have got a fascinating piece up today. This when people hear this, this will be the day later. But um, you wrote a column. Uh, you, you actually mm-hmm. covered the uh, owners meeting. Uh, let's take us through this, man. You you, you know you you were covered the owners meeting, and uh, and of course the controversial uh, decision that they made about the anthem policy. But just just take us through uh, what you what you covered because clearly that's what everybody uh, everybody's talking about uh, is is what the owners came up with. Yeah, I was, I was there both days. And then just being in the in the room and in the building where the press conference was held, uh, it, the, 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 we knew the policy was going to be announced. You know, there had been speculation and stories out there about what it could and what it could not include. But, you know, we were all just sitting there waiting for Goodell to come out to tell us what it actually was going to be. And to kind of take you all in the room, I know video was out there. But just seeing him come in with four other owners i don't know how it translated on screen or on video but the the somewhat bravado that some of them had as if they did something good or they did something well uh, it just felt like they were like hey we know this might not be the answer but this is a step uh and you know this is progress in the right step and and you know at least we're doing something and you could just totally see that they don't get it at all. They're totally clueless. And it didn't matter what demographic, gender, race, uh, everyone in that room, you could just kind of tell everybody was just looking at them like, y'all are stupid. <laughs> and y'all just don't get it. Uh, and as we can tell, I just saw another report that 
the vote might not have even been a real vote mm. at all because we know at least two owners, uh, the, the York. York from yeah. the 49ers and the Raiders owner didn't partake in the vote. So it's kind of it's sounding like, according to sources at this story, that Goodell and them kind of just took an overall consensus and then just ran with this and that there was an actual and official vote, even though he told us this was unanimous. Right. But then you start to think about it and you say, how can this be unanimous right. if two owners said they, they abstained from voting and then you have Johnson up in New York right. saying, I'll pay for all right. the fines. So did right. he even vote yeah, or right. did he vote and then say, I'm going to pay for it? So now yeah. I'm like, okay, what the hell is going on? <laughs> right. Uh, our guest is uh, Karen Phillips, who's the sports, race, and social issues uh, columnist at the New York Daily News. You know, you're right. You're right, Karen. I mean, first you had York saying, yeah, he's giving a president, listen, you know, uh, I'm kind of, I support my players. I mean, a right to protest. And then you've got, uh, you're right, um, Johnson saying somebody kneels, I'll support him. So you're after, mm-hmm. let me, what what bothers you about this? And and you're free to kind of say what bothers you because you're a columnist. So it's not like you got to, mm-hmm. you know, stick to the, stick to the, what, what, what bothers you? You said a couple times, these guys are just stupid. What, but what, what? What bothers you about this? What bothers me the most is it isn't that they came out with this. Because, look, like, I know a phony and a fake when I see a phony and a fake. Mm-hmm. But the complete act some of the owners have put on. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, the person I respect the most out of the owners is Bob McNair, okay? Mm-hmm. Bob McNair of the Houston, Texas, has shown us what he's about and what he is. Right. Okay, I don't like it, but I can respect it because I know he stands. But let's go back to last season when Trump made his comments and all the owners were out there locking arms and, and on their knees and Ray Lewis said he was down there praying. Right. <laughs> and it was just like, okay. But then we have Martha Ford from the Lions saying that she would like pay the Lions players hush money mm. uh, and give them donation money if they got up off their knees. Mm-hmm. Till you come to now, and what frustrates me the most isn't even the owners. It's what I said in my column. What frustrates me the most is Malcolm Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, you pulled, you pulled no issue, punches there. The, I I have a huge issue with Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah. I did a story last summer where I was on the phone with Malcolm Jenkins, and I got off the phone with him. And I really felt like things were going in a good way. He was telling me about how guys were meeting and asking questions. And we know we look, we know all the good stuff they've done by meeting with legislators in D.C. and in Pennsylvania. Like, I, I tip of the cap to those brothers there for doing all that. But from, from that conversation I had with them, with him, fast forward to him leading the Players Coalition, and then there was a split – with Kaepernick and Reed, that was that's when my first yeah, incentive went first up. Problem. Like, okay, mm-hmm. oh, Reed and Kaepernick aren't rocking with y'all. Something's up because this is what this was actually about. And then them taking the money from the owners. Yep. Okay, cool. But when you said, okay, we got the money now, I'm not gonna protest. I'm gonna put my fist down. Right. Yeah. But Wednesday doesn't happen if he doesn't do that. Exactly. And I don't think he realizes this. Like, they pulled the okey-doke on him, or either he was in it. What, but at well, some point, he got to realize how big of a role he's played in this. But, you know, Karen, my, my bigger problem, well, 
those are my problems too. My bigger problem is with uh, Demora Smith at the, at the Players Association because they should have been fighting this day one. If they would have been fighting this day one, I don't know if we would have been here, or at least we would have been here and have been combative. But by but we talking about Demora Smith though. Uh, what did I say? What? Oh, oh, we, yeah. we only oh, see Demora Smith on. Like, we only talk about Demora Smith on TV when it's something that can make Demora Smith look I know, good. I know. Well, because well, the, we didn't see Demora Smith on TV when Cap took a knee to, in, yeah, in 2016. Right. We didn't right. see him then. Right. But now when this comes down, Demora Smith got a fresh haircut, a new suit, and he wants to be on camera everywhere. <laughs> well, right. let's, really, let's really keep it real about how Demora Smith gets down. I exactly. hear you. And, and, and we're yeah. going to see again coming up because, uh, you know, now the NFLPA is on the clock again because – uh, the owners and Goodell, you know, unilaterally did this. Right. They just created a rule out of the blue without, you know, as far as I know, not consulting with the, with the players of the Players no, Association. Right. Yeah. So now the Players Association. Oh, Goodell did, did speak to that at the press conference I will add. Uh-huh. Um, someone asked a question, and he said they talked to tens and hundreds of players, which mm. let me know that would you just text some of the white players you threw with. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, that's right. That, that's what I got from it. That's right. Right. So you so you don't expect any kind of action at all uh, from the NFLPA in response to this? What has the NFLPA done to make me expect any kind of reaction from them in the last two years? Right. Well, yeah, Nothing. That's that, and that's the whole thing. But, you know, guys like DeMorris, man, they don't want to waste too much time. But he let people down. Um, let, let me ask you this. What I thought there were a lot of loopholes in this in this ruling. Number one, they say that uh, players can't; they have the option to stay mm-hmm. in the locker room. But the biggest mm-hmm. thing is that they didn't say what you do when you stand up. So you can stand up and do anything. You can stand up and lift your uh, pants no, down. He he kind of addressed that as well. Uh, uh, in the sense I got being in the room mm-hmm. was. Um, Basically, if you're not standing there with your head, hand over your heart or, or, or your head down, like it's a, observing a moment of silence, then they're going to look at it as disrespect. And Jonathan Jones wow. from Sports Illustrated asked a really good question, uh, and he asked Goodell, you know, so who's the arbitrator of what is viewed as disrespect? Right. Uh, and Goodell made a comment something about, well, the fans and the people – uh, no, what dis what disrespect is, and it's kind of like, oh, so we're leaving so this they, up to the fans. So they're gonna push a they're gonna push a button, and which and which fans? I, I, I guess. And which and which? Yeah, the black fan, yeah, the not, white I, fan. I guess there's gonna, I guess there's gonna be like a new app that comes out, and when you watch <laughs> the right. game, you can hit a button, <laughs> goes to the caucus, and then, and you know, yeah. And so. and 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 then the black fans won't have access to that, app, right? I'm yeah. sure. You know what <laughs> so, probably not. You know, right. and, probably not. You know, one of the things that Goodell said, and, I, you know, you, you basically brought it up, but, quote, if anyone is on the field and is disrespectful to the anthem or the flag, there will be a fine from the league against that team. And it's what does that even mean? You right. know, what, what does that even mean, disrespectful to the, to the flag? Are they, were, they, were they burning the flag? Yeah. Well, they mean also, it, like, if, if you raise your fist, I'm right, sure. It, that's disrespectful? Well, and it, it, all this depends on your prism. Right. You know, and, and I'm listening to – to these different talk show hosts, man, which, of course, is frightening when you listen to these cats, man, and talk about the flag and patriotism and love your country and that kind of stuff. This really has the potential to get... I'm just hoping that... Because what they're doing, they're they're kind of doing the same thing that POTUS 45 did in Huntsville, and they're daring them. Like, they're daring them. 
that, you know, we dare you. We dare you to do something. So I'm really curious to find out what players, the players who had been protesting, been kneeling, you know, who, if somebody's going to, like, push the line, if somebody's going to, like, sort of take this dare and say, hey, I, I, I dare you to punish me. I dare you to find me. I don't know. What, 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 is, what is your sense, Connor? Do you think that um, um, have we seen the last or do you anticipate some people pushing the line? Listen, if I if I could hit a button and, and fast forward us to week one in September, I would do it right now. Because, right. like, I, I, I can't wait mm-hmm. <laughs> for week one to see who who does what, who's in the locker room, who's on the field, if anybody has the audacity to do this. Because here's my question. Okay, say if someone does do it, it's the 15-yard penalty. If somebody from the other team does it, do the penalties offset Offset, each other? Offsetting penalties, (laughs) disrespecting the flag. That would be great. And if multiple people kneel, are those multiple flags? Right. Yeah, or fines. Can you just have, like – 10 flags and right. it's a 150-yard penalty? Right. Like, then what does that come Touchdown, up? Detroit. Because, you know, exactly. <laughs> first and goal on the kickoffs, first and goal, Raiders. Yeah. I mean, you know, going back going back to your article, like I said, you pulled no punches at all. And one of the things you said was that, you know, flat out, the NFL and the police, But you know, what you get from this is the NFL and the police don't give a damn about black people. Mm-hmm. And is do you – do you think the owners know that we know that? Yeah. Mm. But the owners have always already, like, it, this, this is all on the players at this point. Right. Yeah, like, no, at, you're at some right. point, right. Yeah, like, at some point, if you keep punking somebody yeah. and they don't swing back, I'm going to keep punking you. And at this point, it's like, how long y'all going to let, let these old white men punk y'all? Yeah, no. Because I, I, almost right. 80% – of the league, y'all make up almost 80% of the league. Right. So, in actuality, y'all do have all the power, but y'all still getting punked. And you, so, but, at some point, like, like y'all going to stand up, uh, how I ended the column, or like a, a great man once wrote a book and said, are you going to be a $40 million slave? What you going to do? Right. That's my book. Yeah, who's that? Who wrote that book? <laughs> yeah, somebody wrote that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, and I think, you see, to me it goes back to the Morris. But it goes back to leadership. Because if you had a strong leader at the top, the leader would have mobilized this. And I guess this is what I was saying, that, you know, this guy missed an opportunity last year to mobilize players, to mobilize them. So when we get to this moment, we're mobilized. And to answer all your questions, nah, no, hell no, we, this will be like the Pettis-Norman Bridge. This will be like the March on Washington. You know, we're going to be in this together. Uh, and and you've got a lot of players, I think, who are waiting for a leader. They they've an army waiting for a leader, um, and and it's just it it's really is pathetic. But I'm with you, uh, Karen. I'm waiting for September too. Last thing, because speaking of that, I want to get to to Milwaukee. Speaking of brutality, uh, where you have the mm-hmm. Milwaukee Bucks player taste. And again, this this is why this is why um, uh, Colin Kaepernick knelt in the first place for right. things like this when police basically just declaring war on black people, people of color. Um, you know, I don't know, I, I don't know if you, you hadn't written anything on on the Milwaukee thing yet, have you, on the Milwaukee thing? Yeah, I, I, I kind of put both of those situations all in one column mm-hmm. because the video came out on the same day mm-hmm. as, the, as the policy, uh, w- which is why I felt like 
you can't write about one and not the other, and you need to put it all together to to show the impact. But I saw a tweet the other day that kind of broke down Milwaukee, and I had forgot about this, and it reminded me. Remember a couple of years ago, John Henson from the Bucks yes, uh, got profiled store. at a jewelry store, mm. right? And then last year, the may the mayor in Milwaukee uh, made those comments and said, "Like this is the most racist city he's ever lived in." Wow! And they've got all these problems. Mm. And then you got the situation with Sterling Brown. Mm. So the universe has been trying to tell us about Milwaukee for the last couple of years. Mm. We just didn't connect all the dots right and uh but now since this 30 minute video is up on youtube and you can watch it as much as you want right uh yeah milwaukee's on the clock yeah if you can if you can no running from this yeah if you can stomach the video and it's not it's not one of the worst videos unfortunately that we've seen in terms of the violence but just the way it went down in terms of i mean this guy all he did was park his car like horizontally like run into the drugstore and he comes out and the and all of a sudden he's getting intimidated by the police. They call about I've never seen so many police cars in my life for a traffic stop. You know, they're you know, they're trying to t- intimidate him from the start. Uh he uh-huh. he did not back down, um, which is his right. I mean he you know, he didn't he didn't threaten the cops. He was just But you know what the best two parts of the video are? Mm-hmm. And they show the issue with police they prove the issue with why black people feel they feel a certain way about police. One is if you pay attention and how the police officer is speaking to Sterling Brown at the mm, beginning right. and the other officers around them, the audacity in his tone lets you know that they know that they can get away with anything. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he and pointed the to the fact part, that he had the camera on. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because they know, listen, I know I'm getting filmed and I'm messing up, and I know I'm still going to keep my job. And number two, if you pay attention at the end, when they figure out who he is, how everything starts to change, and they start to back up more, and they start to give him some more room, and their tone gets a little softer, because it was like, "Uh uh-oh, we messed up, and they knew it. Mm. But they're only... Those two... two, situation if you pay attention to that video mm-hmm. it's like yep this is why we don't like the police and and the cop saying pretty early on uh you know this is this is my you know this is my space right yeah here. i run mine. this this is mine right here mm. yeah, it's un- unbelievable. like what gives you ownership of another man's car right, your mother like when did you who, who <laughs> said you could own two handicap spots like i i didn't know you and your fifty dollar, fifty thousand dollar salary—that that came with in the job requirements. Like I didn't know that was a perk of the job that you owned property and that in the was, city. And that, and I'm sure that played, you know, a big part in in the cops' behavior. Seeing a black man get out of an expensive car, yeah, they wanted to mess with him from the very start. Yeah, and who? He, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's all of this, and I think that's sort of the the um, the damning part of sports. You talk about football, basketball. For a lot of folks, man, this is the only exposure time they really get a chance to interact with black folks right. this f- sport so all you got all this racist stuff sort of rolling down on and cascading on football basketball with these black, all the racist notions we've got about black folks all the issues we've got with black men comes out in the nba and the nfl all this the hatred the resentment and mu- for some reason though for music when you see jay-z or whatever 
and and a lot of their kids are like dancing to you know I, I guess that's probably where a lot of them have problems their kids are like playing Jay-Z right Play, you know there's something about this sports space that just really f's them up you know when you have young black men you know doing well occupying the space it's okay if you're in the Bucks arena right you know it's okay when you're in the arena the and game. it's okay when you're on the field but like the coach said this is my space when you step out and the and the game is the it's okay as long as it's in the game and that's what uh you know in your article too you you, you reference Michael uh, Bid, Bidwell president of the Cardinals and he was quoted as saying <laughs> oh yeah you know, he, he, he wants to put the focus he wants to put the focus back on the game yeah, right. and to me that means shut up and dribble it's right, the same yeah, thing right. yep right that's yep. right that's right shut up and dribble like like listen between football players basketball players and rappers for mm-hmm. some white people it it, it it always is bewildering to me how their views on black people are. But if you're one of their favorite artists or athletes, they love you. Mm. But then they don't have any black people in their actual life that they communicate or deal with on a daily basis. That's right. right. That's right. Um, and and it, it's, it's just like you, you think about sports. Sports is based off merit. The best person plays. The best person wins. The best team wins. That's how you make a team. Right. If it's basketball, the 12 best guys make it, no matter race. It's not supposed to be about about race. It's supposed to be about merit. Mm-hmm. And then it, when you add that in with racism and you see the top sports in this country are dominated by black people, I mean, if, if, if you're a person that, that hates someone based off the color of the skin, I can understand uh, why this whole conversation that's been going on for the past two years can really irk them. Mm-hmm. One last thing before we move on to to some other big news as far as, and, and surprisingly Speak, coming from Trump of I all know. people. I, but, I don't even um, mention POTUS 45. We don't even yeah. mention his name. <laughs> but the, but one, of the, one of the things that I really liked in your article, and it, was, it went along with my, my thinking exactly, uh, is when you brought up the fact that, you know, Robert Kraft meeting with Meek Mill <laughs> And, you know, at the time, yeah. I felt like, I mean, yeah. that, that was, to me, that right. was just, that, that was Kaepernick, that right. was some Kaepernick subterfuge, right. you know what I'm saying? It was like complete nonsense. I mean, really? I'm supposed to believe that he cares about hey, changing know, the system or he cares about Meek Mill? I mean, really? Here's the here's the funny thing about that. I'm going to blow your mind. I'm a Patriots fan. <laughs> oh, no. But oh. here's the, here's the thing I appreciate about the Patriots. I know where they stand. Right. They like Bob McNair. I know where they're saying. And one of my friends asked me once, he was like, how can you do what you do with your background and write what you write and cheer for the Patriots? Right. And I told him, look, I know what they're about. And I said, look, if I stopped cheering for teams because their owner felt a certain way you got nobody. and voted a certain way, I said, I wouldn't cheer for nobody. Right. I said, at least with my team, I know what's up. Right. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash Bill Roden on sports. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com backslash Bill Roden on sports. Check it out. I guess it's Karen. Phillips, who's the sports, race, and social um, social issues uh, columnist at the New York Daily News. Hey, before we um, 
move on. Let's go from the ridiculous to, to the bizarre. Uh, <laughs> the president, POTUS 45, uh, pardoned uh, Jack Johnson, who is the uh, first black heavyweight champion who was uh, railroaded by a jury in 1914, I believe. They convicted him on the Mann Act. And um, a number of people, uh, John McCain, uh, uh, the uh, Ken Burns, have been trying to get several administrations, Clinton, um, uh, Bush, and even Obama, to pardon him to no avail. Um, finally, he was pardoned by uh, POTUS 45. What do, you, what do you make of that, speaking of things that are, are sort of ridiculous? Jack Johnson is pardoned well, you, by POTUS 45. Well, you call him POTUS 45. I just refer to him as old boy. Um, <laughs> but, but, but the ridiculousness of it's, it's him pardoning Jack Johnson lets you know that he refuses to do any research of his own right, right. or or read anything or Google. And, like, he could have easily just went to Wikipedia mm-hmm. uh, and found out who Jack Johnson was. We're talking about one of the blackest athletes of all time. Mm-hmm. Not only was the man dark-skinned and swole and strong and scary to white people, this is back in the day where they fought bare knuckle sometimes, mm-hmm. and he was just beating up white men right and left. And flaunting the fact that he just slept with white women as much as he wanted to. And this is the guy, the man in the White House, pardon? Like, this is the most, of all the things he's done, this this is one of the things that has to be at the top of the list of of head scratchers. Yeah, but he did it because Obama didn't. So so Jack Johnson (laughs) basically benefited. I mean, he had nothing, like he said, all the stuff you mentioned, it, it had not always said, did Obama part? No, okay, I'll do it. Right. Know, anything he didn't do, I'll, I mean, it's, I, I'm sh- I absolutely sure because McCain, those guys, you know, he probably told him, hey, listen, man, I tried to get Obama. He didn't do it. Right. Why don't you do it? Yeah, you, you got to know how to push his buttons. Yeah, he said, yeah but, I'll do it. But you're right. If if if, if he would have just Googled uh, Jack Johnson mm-hmm. and found out he was sleeping with all those white people, there's no way he's pardoning him. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he may this is my time of guy. I did a project. On Jack Johnson in undergrad, because I was an African-American studies major at Morehouse. Um, oh, Morehouse, We did this big right. project. Yeah, and, I, and it was about the black aesthetic, and, and I was doing, like, sports and entertainment. Mm-hmm. And I did a whole section um, just introducing people to how flamboyant and audacious Jack Johnson was. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Jack Johnson was the first Floyd Money Mayweather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if, if, if you need someone to compare him to. Uh, just, just, just with no domestic disputes and no jail time, but it's just in, in terms of the flamboyance and being a champion who was brass and in your face and didn't care in a time where black men weren't so, supposed to be brash and flamboyant and arrogant. Uh, he was the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what did Barry White say? The first, the last, <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, just in the in the last couple. Uh, minutes that we've got um i like to talk a little nba playoffs just to look because you're in atlanta okay. this is devoid okay, of any yeah. kind of playoff hope probably ever just like us yeah, just yeah. like the knicks well yeah but at least say that again <laughs> yeah yeah it's, at least you're in new york though um but listen so, so let, let's let's just talk uh nba playoffs first um uh who, who do you like let's go west um when when people you know when people hear this the rockets will have already play Golden State, what do you think people are going to be talking about? 
I think we will be talking about be careful, what man. the Warriors are going to do down being down 3-2 in a series. Ah, okay. What is it that gives you faith and hope in the Rockets? You saw you saw Harden's performance last year at the very last game. I mean, I don't say anybody can see that and ever have faith in that brother again. My, my, in the history my, of my faith, I don't have faith and hope in James Harden. Like, like, look, <laughs> last year was when everybody was like, "Hey, what happened to James Harden?" That's not when I had that moment. I had that moment in James. I knew who James Harden was in the 2012 Finals. Because if y'all remember, James Harden never showed up in the 2012 Finals. Mm. Now, in the 2012 Western Conference Finals, mm. where he just destroyed the Spurs and managed Ginobili every game, mm. go back and, and watch all five games from that Miami OKC series and tell me if you see number 13 on the floor. <laughs> because I never saw him because he didn't show up. Right. So I knew who James Harden was then. Mm. But I know Chris Paul is there, mm. and I know who – playoff Chris Paul is and hobbled, hurt, or healthy, I know Chris Paul is the meanest dude in the league. Mm. And this is his last shot to get to the finals. And, and, and that dude is cranky, and he's ornery, right. and that's how I like my point guard. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and they're and Look, they're and they're at home. They have the, they all have the home crowd. I just, I just think if, that uh, if they play like they're supposed to, right, and and spread the ball around and don't fall into ISO ball all the time. They have a chance because, look, I've been saying this on Twitter for years since the 2015 finals. How many times have we seen Steph Curry not show up in the big series when Golden State needs him? Right. Because in 2015, Andre Iguodala won finals MVP, not him. Right. In 2016, he got destroyed by Kyrie Irving. And in 2017, now he showed up last year in the finals. He was balling. But how many moments, like, uh, let's go back to game four in the fourth quarter. Where was Steph? Now, when the jumper starts falling, he wants to shimmy and get yelled at at his mama for cussing, which I don't understand how he can be a grown man. To me, that was the biggest. (laughs) When I'm looking at that as an opponent, I said, uh, that's his weakness. That's the problem. We gonna go. We gonna go at his mama. Yeah, go, yeah, we gonna go at this brother. Any, anybody whose mama's shut your mouth. That's a problem. That's a problem. Hey, 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 hey Karen. Uh, just one last. We're gonna switch to um, Boston because we only have a couple minutes here. Uh, our guest okay. is Karen Phil from Morehouse mm-hmm. HBCU. I, I knew it's something I liked about this brother. <laughs> Aside from he's a brilliant writer, right. you know. But what do you think of the East? Uh, who do you think in your generation is the greatest? Basketball player of all time, and then just give us a quick uh, prediction. Listen, listen, I'm 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 34 years old. Well, Michael yeah. Jordan's greatest basketball player of all time. Like, okay. like well, it's, what no, what's the not, correlation with you being 34 and Michael? J- I mean, what, what, some people I'm will old say, enough to remember. I'm not people, one of these young kids that just watched YouTube and they don't know Mike. Right. Like I, I know Mike. What? Uh, Mike's the greatest. I personally think LeBron's second, and I think LeBron has a chance to pass Mike. Really? But if, if he does what? This, if this he does series, what? If he does what? If What will he do? What will I, he have to do in your mind to leapfrog him over your guy? Nothing. Just keep just keep doing what he's doing. Well, that's it. No more no more rings. No more, no more rings? Like 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 listen, y'all, we got to start with this ring stuff. Like, <laughs> we have to. Because 
Robert Ori has seven rings. Oh, come he on, man. Don't say that. But as the leader of your come of on, the team. Come on. You know that's not what we're talking about, Robert Ori. We're not talking about that kind of guy. I mean, Listen, we have about... to stop with the ring stuff. All right. like, like, we have to. Charles Barkley doesn't have a ring. Now, and, while he, I, and, and he is not in that Charles small room. Yeah, we, we ain't talking about him either. TV, uh-huh. but, but we're talking about who I, I personally think Charles Barkley is the greatest power forward of all time. He don't have a ring. Mm. But, uh, but, see, your, but your logic but, may be about one on that list because he doesn't have a ring like that. That ring conversation it doesn't it doesn't matter at all. It gets really unfair. Okay, but so but, listen, but you remember you remember so my brother. You remember LeBron against Dallas. I saw I, I saw do. him come up short. Like he, I, do. I I saw him come up short. I never saw you know Mike in that situation come up short. No, now, no, whether, no, 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 listen, win or lose, listen, y'all, y'all, LeBron y'all came up short uh, on his own. My, yeah, y'all for y'all forget who Mike had with him. Like I don't think people really understand how great Scottie Pippen was, or how Phil Jackson has thirteen rings is the best coach in NBA history, or how he had Rodman. I'll give you Phil Ron Jackson, Harper, and Horace Grant. Like that that man had help at every position. He did. Tony, he Tony got more coach later, he, and BJ and Kurt he, and Paxton. Like he had role players that were designed to do everything that a team needs to do. We're talking about LeBron besides Kyrie. Wade. He didn't have Dwayne Wade. That wasn't peak Dwayne Wade. He had on the downscale Dwayne Wade. He didn't have peak Toronto Chris Bosh. But you're making an argument. You're making an argument. That means that that LeBron is the greatest. Nah. (laughs) Listen, I got him at two. I said two. I ain't put him at one yet. Like, he didn't have Minnesota Kevin Love. Like, if you really want to be real, like, Kyrie's the best player he ever had with in the time frame of when he had him as a teammate. And now that Kyrie is gone, everyone's looking around like, oh. Well, he definitely has nothing now. He did need that guy. Right. Well, listen. Hey, hey, Kawhi, listen. This is – we have to bring you back. This is a whole conversation unto itself. This this, this is about sports or racism. This is about, like, just basketball. (laughs) <laughs> you know, at the greatest of all time. But listen, hey, our guest has been the great Karan. He, he elevates now to the great, the great uh, Karan <laughs> Phillips. Uh, he's the sports, race, social issues columnist at the Daily News. Uh, read him, follow him. What, what's your Twitter thing? What's your Twitter Twitter handle? At Karan J. Phillips, at C-A-R-R-O-N-J Phillips with two L's, P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S. And Morehouse is on. Yeah. Hey, hey, man, thank you so much, Kat. This, this has been great, man. It's uh, been a pleasure. We could go for another hour, um, but um, we're we, not. We will. We, <laughs> we will. will. We oh, will we definitely, definitely will because I, I got to decode this stuff because I think we'll, we'll gradually get him to leapfrogging LeBron. And, again, man, I think Kareem is the greatest. I don't really have a, a horse in his race. But I, I just hey, think we have to play this out. I have no out. argument with that. Yeah. I have no argument with that. Yeah, we have to, we have to play this thing out. But, hey, man, listen. Uh, great, great stuff, man. Just yeah. a great column, yeah. uh, great insights. And, uh, man, we look forward to having you back real soon. In fact, come up to New York, man. We'll be in the studio. Oh, you know what? We should just do a live one at NABJ in August. In well, Detroit. I'll be there. I'll, I'll be there. That's what we should do. We yeah, should I'll, just do a live one. We should do I'll that. Be I'll be there. Jamal will be there. We'll have our mics. You got it. Sound, sounds good. All yeah, right. keep, keep up the good work with the comms. Keep, keep yeah. the hard hitting. That's right, man. Journalism, pull no punches. That's Gotta right. love it. Gotta love it. Thank you so much, man. Great job. Thank you guys for having me. All right, man. That was uh, 
interesting take on all things ranging from the NFL to the NBA. Um, Obviously, the NFL thing is a mess, you know, spineless. (laughs) On both parts. Yeah. NFL leadership, NFL PA leadership. You're right. Spineless spineless Spineless. on both parts. And, you know, I'm hearing more and more from people, you know, more people saying they're not going to watch black people, saying they're not going to watch the NFL this year. I know people who didn't watch last year. I, I tried to have a Super Bowl party and no one showed up because they were like, "I ain't watching," <laughs> you know. And so this year it looks like there'll be more of that. So which is a which is a good thing because people need to like like uh, Richard Sherman told you mm. uh, when when you interviewed him one time. He said, "You know, the, the you know they want us to stop playing and kneel and start kneeling all this stuff, they but they even, can't even stop watching TV." Watch TV, that's right. That's true. That's so right. that won't make a lot of people happy, but you know that's that that's power. Right. You know, you, you vote with your wallet. Right. You know, viewership. Murph, another great show. Yep. Um, we'll be back pretty soon. We're going to talk about uh, the uh, NBA Finals. Right. And um, who, who so you still think, uh, what do you think? Uh, Boston, Cleveland, who you got winning this? I, I'm still deciding what's the best story. That's, so that's Cle- my other. What's the best story? Probably Cleveland. Cleveland, back. probably. I think Cleveland. You know, uh, the whole thing with Ty Lue, the, the coach, because, you know, Brad, right. if Boston wins, it's like, right. Brad, see, who is a good guy? Right. Brad's a good guy. Right. It's I nothing mean, personal. No, it's nothing personal, but, you know, he's not even doing it. Right, right. It's like this whole. And he is trying to, he tries he, to. He tries he, to he tells people But to the white people, that. Brad, this is this is white supremacy. This is beyond, this is larger than you. Okay. <laughs> Bigger than you, Brad. Yeah, yeah just, just, just you, accept just, it. Okay. Just take it. <laughs> You're <laughs> a genius, goddamn. Yeah, damn it, take it. You're a genius and you're white. Anyway, hey, listen, man, so we'll be back next week, right? We'll be back next week. I'm, I'm, I'm predicting uh, Celtics taking the seven, and Gold State will win the next two games. Okay. We'll know next week. We will. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. God bless. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.